everybody. Welcome back to another episode of More Than a Title. I'm your host, as usual, Jared Thomas, Chief Revenue Officer at Outside the Box Digital. And you know, I've got my brother, my brethren, your favorite CEO's favorite CEO, Chatty O, the CEO. What's good, baby? You already know the model. If it ain't bright, it just ain't right. We in the building, baby. I'm excited. I'm excited. My guy went with the money green. I ain't mad at him. You know that, man. You know what I mean? Went for money green for our special guest. I'm not mad. As they come to talk money, I had to wear the color to reflect that showing we serious about this. <laughs> well, you know, before we begin, y'all, you know, we have a great episode lined up for you guys. First and foremost, shout out to all the subscribers, all the listeners, the followers. Thank you for the continued support, the kind words, the comments. We yes. really appreciate you guys. And it's because of you, we keep going and growing, glowing and growing every week because of y'all. So we appreciate y'all from the bottom of our heart. And also, shout out to our exclusive distribution partners, their live podcast network. So if you're looking forward to more content, like more than a title, please download the app. Shout out to Angel, the entire team there. Make sure you support black content, y'all. Let's go. That's that's the boss lady. And we can't forget, we can't forget our production team. Come on, man. Oh, yeah. And exclusive. Now we got a production team. The the visuals are about to go crazy. Crazy. Isaiah, it's about to go crazy. So we're doing virtual now. Isaiah, don't think Tubi. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> we're not going to be terminator not to be <laughs> but we have a full production yes. team with full Absolutely. capabilities on our team that executive awesome. producing more than the title so yep. shout out to That's real awesome. block pictures man we proud to partner with you guys let's do it man, let's man do you it. guys are you're, you're i love your freaking energy like i gotta hang out with you guys more often if i oh, gotta oh, let's do it get my energy up i know who i'm calling <laughs> <laughs> you have not seen nothing yet Isaiah. you just getting warmed up your shoulders ain't start moving once your shoulders this your is shoulders gonna be a lot of fun yeah yeah. Absolutely, man. So, so for all the listeners, man, this special yep. guest right here is an entrepreneur, a business coach who got to start in real estate. After starting a successful brokerage, he and his partner started a referral program that did really well. It was so successful that the company was listed as the 308th fastest growing company in the U.S. on the Inc. 500 list. After that, they switched gears. They turned the company to a digital marketing consulting business focused on helping realtors, loan officers, and small business owners grow and scale their businesses to seven and eight figures. And now he mostly spends his time building uh, partnering with businesses that complement his vision, helping real estate teams and small businesses grow. Also a proud husband and a father with a passion to give back to his local community and help people grow to reach their goals in life and in business. Let's please welcome our special guest, CEO of Isaiah Colton & Co. Isaiah Colton. What's going on, man? Hey, baby. Hold on. You got to get the horn. You got to get the horn, Isaiah. Yeah, there you go. I love it. I love it. School is in session because you are coming to drop. Yeah, buddy. We're we're uh, we're gonna have we're gonna have some fun here. We're gonna have a lot of fun. Welcome to the show, brother. We appreciate you. Thanks for having me. Seriously, I uh, you guys are you guys are awesome. I'm so honored to be here. Thank you, bro. That means a lot to us, man. So let, let's start from the top because we're gonna have fun. We're gonna see where the conversation goes. But let's um, you know what's funny? What, what, what caught my eye with you, Isaiah? I've come from the loan origination space. I was a that was my first sales job ever. So let's start. Let's start from there. I would love to know how did you get into the space, man? Well, um, tell us a little bit about your background and how you got into your career. Uh, grew up broke. Mm. Didn't want to be broke. Uh, went to went to school, uh, college. Realized college wasn't for me because I was gonna. I was going to get keep me broke based on the career that I was going to pick. Mm. So I got involved in uh, a direct selling company out of my dorm. Uh, it went so well. I was making six figures out of my dorm. I dropped out of college. And uh, I started my business career ever since. And uh, I ended up linking up with a guy that was building a digital marketing consulting company. I was really good at sales. So we, we partnered up. 
and started uh, building that that company. And with the money that I was making from that company, I started uh, doing uh, investment property. And so I bought my first rental property, two thousand and nine, mm. and um, and then from there I got hooked on uh, passive income and just kind of the whole concept of of wealth creation versus collecting a paycheck. Mm. Uh, kind of got hooked on it uh, from that point because I saw the power in it. And then um, I'm like, you look, I'm, I'm getting pretty good at marketing. Let me let me see if I can like generate leads for myself without having to, you know, necessarily depend on like a referral or whatever, or the MLS uh, or a realtor. So yeah. I did a yell, I did a, I did a, uh, what's called a yell letter. It looks like a handwritten letter. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you, you, you write it out and then you send it to the printer and then you just, you send it to your target audience. And uh, I sent it to a list of people that were struggling to pay their, uh, their mortgage. Mm-hmm. And that was, that was like the target audience. Uh, and I got a, I got like 300 phone calls from that handwritten letter. And I was like, and I didn't even know what, to, I'm like, wow. 300. Yeah, I got a ton of phone calls from it. And like, and so I'm like, I can't even, like a lot of them didn't fit the, my criteria of working with them. So I gave them off to a bunch of, I gave them off to realtors. So I gave the leads off to realtors. And so I developed all these great relationships with realtors. And then one of them, said, Hey, you seem pretty, like you're pretty good at marketing and sales. Like, why don't we like, what if you like became the CEO of our brokerage and like helped us build a brokerage? And I'm like, ah, that's crazy. And I blew it off, but he was so persistent. He was just like, so persistent. And, uh, finally I ran the idea by my wife and guess what she said? Hell no. Oh, she said, go for it. Oh shit. Like, we're doing fine. You're making good money at your job. You're making money at your real estate. Like, you're fine. We just had a kid. And, uh, but I kept persisting and she's like, fine, I'll give you six months. So make a long story short, we decided to revamp this brokerage together. I took over as CEO and um, we crushed it our first year. It wasn't easy in the beginning, like just like anything else. Like it was, it was, I made so many mistakes trying to figure out how to build, build it, but uh, after about six months of just what I call organized chaos, we finally hit a stride and uh, we we ended up um, gr- growing that brokerage to being very successful. And you guys, you kind of already told the the latter part of the story. I end up you know, having more leads for the brokerage than I knew what to do with. So I opened those leads up to other agents mm. and we ended up doing uh, we ended up moving billions of dollars through that lead program and collecting money on the back end for transactions. Wow. So that was, that was kind of how I got into real estate is, you know, that's, is by getting really good at lead generation and, and then building teams. And, and now, now I'm just sharing the knowledge that I've gained with anybody that wants to hear it along the way. For the billion dollar change. <laughs> that made me do one of those. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, so I went, I went from broke, like just, really so officially 28 when i became a millionaire 28 so you know you know, you know what i gotta say to that isaiah you have my curiosity but now you have my attention so um first off because i i like the you know i'm a big attention to detail guy right I yep. love I love the sign in the back that say rents due. That is hilarious. Right? <laughs> I could I could think of no fitting art 
you know, I got artwork in the back of me and all like yeah. But you, yeah. you know, you're in real estate, and you got the rent dude. And it's right. like the go to jail for Monopoly guy. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> goes to jail. So I love that. Yeah. Um, I don't know if you can. I don't know if you can read the subscription, but it says success is never owned; it's only rented, and rent is due every day. Wow. Ooh, can you repeat that one more time for the listeners? Yeah, yeah. One so more time. Success is uh, is never owned. It's only rented, and rent is due every day. So I keep that I keep that in front of me to keep me hungry, keep me hungry, right? Because sometimes you can get to a level of success and you can get complacent or feel entitled, right, yeah. or whatever it may be. And I never want that to happen, so I that's why I keep that there. So mm. I, I love it. I, you know, I want to I want to just backtrack a little because you know I, I love to have gems. No, crazy, crazy. Yeah. I just like to have these college these college institutional conversations. Oh, I, like, I love it. Yes. I just yeah. like to slam the institution of college. I just like to slam yeah. it. Um, <laughs> and, you yeah. know, it's, it's, it's just so, it's yeah. just so crooked. And it, it, what it really does is just put you in an enormous amount yeah. of debt and really just destroy you um, mentally by getting you to focus on one thing that you're probably not going to work on for the rest of your life. And then oh. it gets you ready to, you know, to, 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 to start the world in $120,000 in debt and start at $20,000 in the mailroom. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. it's great. Yeah, it's so I said that to say that. Um, so what was your major when you went to school before you, you know, before you decided to start doing the real estate? Uh, psychology, uh, okay. psychology, psychology major. And then I got talked out of that. And I wish I uh, it, ironically, everything I do has to do with psychology. Now. Sales, sales, yeah, and psychology. Sales. So I, I wish I didn't get talked out of it. Uh, I and then I changed it to physical education. Um, but I just quickly realized it just it's maybe it's a path for other people but for me uh i'm like look there's just there's got to be something better than just getting a degree like i did the calculations like i was like i'm gonna get this degree i'm gonna make 30 to fifty thousand. i'm gonna have 60 80 000 in debt go. it's gonna take me 20 years yeah there you go and i'm sitting there even at 20 i was thinking you know 20 you know 20 something 21 years old i'm like I'm like this is a losing effing formula like this is not I'm like the, the vicious cycle is going to repeat in my family. Like I'm, I don't like, I'm not going to do that. Like, so I kind of, I kind of, I can do whatever it takes to figure something else out. And that was, that was my moment in college. Message. You, 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 you know, you know, what's super impressive to me, what, what stood out in the story too. First of all, the entire story is impressive. Yeah. But the, what, the, the, the part that stood out to me is the, how you differentiated yourself within the market. You identified your ideal customer. And yep. then you wrote the handwritten notes, so you differentiate, differentiated yourself, yeah. which is a marketing one-on-one. You humanized the mortgage process, right? Because usually yeah. you get flyers, and it's from big corporations. It's untrustworthy. I don't want you to have my equity. It was just a guy writing something out, and then you got the hits from that. So I love that from a marketing personal brand perspective. Because when yeah. I was doing mortgages, brother, like we did, um, we had Robert Wagner. We had those TV slots. Mm. Remember those old TV slots, and oh, you yeah. have like. Yeah, yeah, so you have the TV slots. We know we're airing at 12.30. Expect the phones to go off from 12.30 to 1.15. Your ass better be in your seat because your leads are coming. And we have direct mailers, right? And that's what it was, right? But yep. you kind of yep. bypassed that because if you didn't have a celebrity influencer or somebody trustworthy, none how are you going to differentiate yourself in that space? Yeah, none of that. Uh, it was amazing, the open rate on the letter because it came. It looked like it came from a person. So, like, that's it. If, you have a, if you have this, nobody's opening this. Yeah. But if you have, if you have looks what looks to be handwritten 
the, I don't remember the exact statistics, but it's it's over 50% increase in open rate on your letter when it's handwritten versus just coming from a, a something that's printed or that's like looks like it's like from a corporation. Yeah, I got to ask you a follow up sales question, brother. Now, how have you how has that translated like that philosophy? I'm pretty sure you brought it with you to email. Oh my gosh. Uh, so rule. So here's, here's emails, email secrets 101. Okay. First mm -hmm. one is you got to write your emails like you're communicating, communicating to a seventh grader. Mm. Uh, and the reason why is because number one, if it's long drawn out too professional, nobody's reading it. Not, like it's, it's just a complete waste of time. A lot of people think, Oh, emails, email campaigns suck. No, you, you suck at email. So like, yeah, like <laughs> email doesn't suck. You suck at email. So, and, and like, the, the, the deal is, is you just need, and then, but even, even one further step is you have to have a really catchy headline right now. It's easier than ever before to come up with good headlines. You just use chat GTP just to give it your background. You got to prompt engineering is everything right now mm -hmm. when it comes to, when it comes to using chat GTP. So you got to know how to ask it the right questions to get the really good feedback. Um, but headline, a headline can make or break your email campaign point blank period. It can, a good headline can bring your open rate from like one to 3% to 12 to 15% on a lukewarm, uh, uh, database, mm -hmm. uh, on a, on a warm database that could go up to 30, 40%, which is significant. So 1% when it comes to marketing is everything, by the way, like one percentages, you, you even moving a small percent when you're mailing, when you're emailing to a hundred thousand people and you get 1% increase in an open rate, right? right? Yeah. It's everything. So headline, and then making sure you're communicating as if you're communicating to a seventh grader, using font that is somewhere between 18 to 24 instead of your 12 font. Mm. Huge difference because it, it's uh, if they got to squint to read, it, you're already shutting them down psychology psychologically. You catch yeah. their attention on that bigger font, so there's a lot of psychology there, and then. Make sure that you only have one call to action in your email, stupid simple. And the most read part of your email is your PS. Mm. So, uh, so after you're done, you end your email, you always have a PS in there, which reiterates whatever your call to action was in a different way. And you'll crush it in email marketing right there if you just follow that formula. Do, do yeah, wait, hold up. Let the bell go. Let the bell go. Cut it short. That's being a second period right No, dead. No, second period. Yeah. There we go. The funny so thing, much money with email marketing. So much money. With email marketing. Mm. The funny so. thing about it is I actually um, got one of those, like, they do that still now. Um, I actually a got a handwritten letter because I, yeah. you know, I'm a homeowner and, you know, I yeah. get it all the time and like a cash I, offer or buy hey would you be open to selling your home yep yep and, and but i get the postcards with the you know the nice face and hey look at my <laughs> <friend."> <laughs> i work for this company the nice color as soon as i get that shit, i throw it in the garbage right yeah. like, I start, I look at it i just throw it in the garbage right yeah. but i've gotten a couple of the handwritten ones I'm like, who the fuck is this from and yeah. I, who knows me who is this I open yeah. it. brilliant it's brilliant yeah. i love yeah. that it's brilliant. I love that. I love that. And, and, and your email was, was perfect. Like, yeah, and, that, yeah. and that was a great strategy. So for me, bro, what we we I tried to avoid the email title. 
I used to do the same thing. Used to have the open race when I worked in corporate and thing like yep. that. But what we did is similar to what you did with the handwritten and just did it on social and applied it. Now, how can I differentiate Ooh. myself on social to get the Ooh. target customer to come to me? And what it was was just creating content in a format, especially on LinkedIn with my hat and my hoodie to grab your attention. Be like, oh, who is this guy? Because only 4% are posting actively on LinkedIn anyway. And how yeah. can I show you? And now I've got the I've got my content on the world's biggest highway. My billboard's up yeah. every single day. Now I'm attracting those leads. I love that. And, and, love that's, that. and that's essentially what you did, man. And I've yeah. got to ask you another question because we did this with Champ. I've got to ask you, bro. I hope this isn't too personal. Dude, you can ask me whatever the hell you want. There's nothing off limits in this. In this, you can ask me. Well, actually, I won't even go there. I'm mad. <laughs> but I got action. You, know, you, know, you know what that statement? You know what he's really saying, right? I keep Savannah. <laughs> right. <laughs> I really do. I'm, uh, you, I think you, I, I know you guys too. I, I know we're just getting to know each other, but I know you guys keep it real too. That's why we're, I, man, I, I can't wait to have you guys on my podcast. No. Oh, man. Just, say the word. just send a date. Send a date, brother. Let's do it. Well, I asked my mentor this, right? And yep. he owns a, a big franchise, sold it off. He's very successful. And I asked him, what was it like when you made your first million? And I'm curious, what was that moment for you like, brother? It was boring. Mm. Okay. It was boring. Um, it was the most uh, unfulfilling feeling I've ever had in my life. Wow. And it wow. sounds it sounds totally contra- contradictory too. But and in my mind, uh, I f- I already was there. Mm. It happened. Do you get what I'm saying? Like uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger actually does a really good segment on this on Netflix. He talks about his story mm-hmm. and what made him so successful was he, he had manifested it in his mind to be real so much to the point where he believed it and acted in it as if it already had happened. So when he arrived, he never felt accomplished. And I related to that. I was like, mm-hmm. he was more likely to have the success. So like when it happened, uh, and actually there's there, we, we had, a, we did a third party, we had a accounting, accounting company come in and evaluate our company and our company got evaluated at like $40 million and our, um, you know, I own 82% of it. And I was like, what's next? That's real. That's, hey, you, you know, you know, what's funny. I say not to cut you off. You know, what's funny. My mentor said it was just a Tuesday. Just Tuesday. It was just a Tuesday. <laughs> so for, for you to say that, and I'm like, oh, hey, you're the second person I asked that. Yeah, it's uh, you uh, know, good. Yeah. Well, let me let me jump in a little bit here. Here's the thing. That was crazy. Here's the thing. I can I, I like to play devil's advocate. I yeah. can understand it, right? Um, once you start making money, right? So we like we opened a business and we can say, okay, we already a six figure business. So you get comfortable making six figures. The six yeah. figures start at a hundred thousand and start to rise up. Low six figures, medium six figures, then high six figures. By the time you get to the high six figures, even if it took you a year or two, whatever, you get so used to kind of making that kind of money that the million marker is so close now that when you hit it, I can kind of be, I can kind of see you saying, like, okay, I already got money. I, you know, I'm a millionaire now, but I've been yeah. successful. For a certain amount of time, I get it. But where we come from, <laughs> fuck all that. Fuck all. 
I'm, I'm going, I'm, I'm bouncing on them. I'm, I'm, I'm playing bells and shit. I'm, I'm, I'm you, know, you know, bro. You know, look. I'm so glad you said that because one of the, my pro, one of my problems is not, I don't celebrate my my wins enough. Okay. Mm. No, like it was. It's actually something. So something actually, my wife and I started doing like three years ago now. To your point, because I'm like, why am I like I gotta slow down for a second and I gotta enjoy. The success, and so we actually have milestones now. That whenever we're hitting stuff, like we party like crazy now. Like now you and, like, and everyone's like, and everyone's like, dude, I like Isaiah. Like that's not you. You like you're this conservative country dude. Like what are you doing? Like, and now they're like, I have fifty people over a house. I'm like Airbnb. Like like everyone's hanging out. We're going to Toronto to party. And then we're coming back, and then I'm getting on a webinar. They're like. This is not you. And I woke up one day and I was like, I got to enjoy, I got to enjoy my life and have fun like in the, in the process. And I'll tell you what, it's, it's more fulfilling now. So I'm glad you said that because that's good to hear. So much more fulfilling now. My method is is real simple, Isaiah, in the, in the place that we come from. And I'm just going to keep it all the way a hundred since you've been in a hundred. I was raised, uh, the adults actually had bets on me that I would not live to see 18. Like, wow. and, and that's a true wow. story. True. That's, yeah, that's, he's not the, lying. The that's environment awesome, that I was man. raised in, the type of kid that I was, and just how wild I was, yeah. they had literal bets on me, like, yo, he's not going to live to see 18. I lost a lot of people that I grew up with that didn't get a chance to even see right. adults, right? So I say that, this, and then just looking at what's going on in the world today, right? Yeah. Just the, you know, just the life be lifing, right? Let's just say yeah. life be I think the most I think the most ignorant thing any human being can do is think that you have all the time in the world because you don't. Uh, we, we do not know when it's going to be our time to go. We all have that in common. Right. Race yes, advice, man. Uh, we, we all got to go one day. Right. And, and because you don't know when that's going to be. I would implore people. Not, you know, live every day like it's your last and just don't care, but definitely take the time to live and enjoy the things that are important to you. Enjoy your family and enjoy yeah. your accomplishments, man. Because I, I'm going to just be honest with you. I would hate to see people work so hard and be so tunnel vision that by the time you make it, something happened and you never get a chance to enjoy it. Message. That's real. Powerful. Powerful. That's real. That's was, real. That, was me, that was me, bro. Like, straight up, that was me. And, uh, you know, like, the my my wake up moment was actually a health a health issue right. so like i had a <clears throat> i had been working so hard i wasn't taking care of myself my appendix burst i had i fixed that then i herniated a disc ended up in a wheelchair like i had all this shit am i allowed to swear i'm sorry if i'm no 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 be yourself be yourself, be yourself bro. yeah go ahead so like, all this stuff started happening and it was like this is nuts like this is like this is crazy and so like that that was you know, that was kind of a turn. That was one of the turning points for for me was like, I don't want to be this uh, be the successful dude that like loses everything else in the process and not, and, you know, not enjoying himself, et cetera, et cetera. So, yeah, <clears throat> yeah. That, that, that's real, that's man. I'm real. glad you guys touched on that, man. Yeah, we need to hear that. Realize yeah. that. You know what I'm it's saying? Hard not to. It's yeah, hard yeah. not to when you're on that when you're on that ascension, man. When, yeah. you're, when you're grinding, you're going. Yeah. It's what's the next best thing, man. What's this? You're all in. You're betting on yourself. Yeah. It's hard not to, man. And it, it yeah. happens to everybody. It happens to everybody who's on that path. Right. Yeah. And we have to yeah. take that through. You know, and and one thing I will say is, thankfully, right? He realized it because you yeah. know it's a numbers game. Some people just don't care. Yeah. 
and they and they just keep going and and, and you know and let me tell you something Isaiah a million a hundred million it doesn't matter a billion dollars if you end up hurting yourself and you was in that wheelchair for the rest of your life because you overworked yourself you would give every fucking dollar that oh, you need. absolutely and what I'm saying to you right so oh, that health is wealth health well, and that and that's the real currency right now. You know, being able to be there for your family. You said you yep. had a child now, right? Yeah. Yep. Yep. Being able to play with your child, like me and Jared, we are huge on family, right? Being able yeah. to love your yes. wife, you know, going date nights yes. and play with your child, and you know, go to PTA meetings. That that's the real that's value. The real. That's, that's the real, the real value. value right there, man. You know, true. That's and true. It enriches your life because without your wife being a support system that she was, you wouldn't have had the freedom to do what you did. No way. There it is. Yep. No way. Yeah. No way. She's yeah, uh, love everything. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Love it, man. I love she's it. Awesome. Yeah. And I, I got to ask you too, brother, because I as you as you're grinding, we as you're in the grind, man, you're growing your business, right? You made your first. What, what was what was the moment where you actually felt like you made it, or do you feel like you made it? You know, it's interesting because I'm very critical. Uh, about myself, so I'm not gonna speak. I'm not saying this is for everybody, but this is just, this is just me. Mm-hmm. Um, I I constantly deal with um, the imposter syndrome mm. mindset. Explain that to me, please. Explain that to me. Uh, you don't feel like you're actually successful or that you deserve it. It's like this thing in your head. It's like this thing in your head, like like oh, like. <clears throat> I'm like, yeah, maybe I won't do that because, you know, I got to be good. I got to be good at this first or like, or like, or like, I don't know. Like, I, you know, like for example, this year we're investing so much back into our business uh, and it's been a rocky year. You start questioning yourself, right? Or you're like, did I get lucky? Like, did I, you like, so you kind of have all these, you know, all these different things. I'm not saying it's, it that happens all the time, but like, I think that, um, you know, the, the, the uh, the mind is so freaking it's so powerful that 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 you can you can start playing games with yourself in in any successful person if they're being honest deals with this yeah. they deal with it in some way shape or form like uh, and we all have different things right uh, but for me for me like that's the thing I try to control the most is I try to take the emotion out of what I'm doing and I try to fall in love with the moment and what I can learn in the moment because, uh, and, and just keep the law. Uh, every decision I made is based on a decade and not a day. So that's what I've tried to do. And that's helped me fix that problem. That's cause right. I don't get caught up in what's happening in the day. Like, cause that's when you can, your minds can start screwing with screwing with you. You get caught up in what's happening in the day. But when you, when you say, okay, what, how, how would I feel about this a decade from now? Hmm. What decision would I be making if it was a decade from now? Like, and so I start processing that with my health, my finances, my relationships, my business. And I say, okay, I'm going to make a decision based on what I want things to be 10 years from now, not what I'm thinking or feeling in the moment. And that's how I, like that. that. I like that a lot. No, I really like that. I like that I a lot, man. Make your decisions based on a decade and not I mean, in the I've day. never heard anybody say that. Yeah, it, like it's, it, it's something it's that a lot with my decision making a lot and and keeping things in perspective right yeah like, like when shit's happening and like you or like you're just so like okay let me process this am i going to care about this 10 years from now no okay i'm over it like 
<laughs> like it just helps process everything so much quicker and it takes the emotion out of whatever you're dealing with. I've never heard that. And I love that. And I'm going to implement that almost yeah. damn near immediately. I like that. I'm, I'm not going to hold you. I'm not going to lie. I'm, I say I might have to use that. <laughs> if you see that on a shirt or something. Like that, like, I don't even remember. I don't even remember who I heard it from, honestly. So like I, I, I'm, I R and D it from somebody else, right? So don't we all, man? You know, um, I, I, I can understand what you're saying, and I can relate to that in a situation of like I don't have any tattoos, right? Yeah. And the reason I didn't get any tattoos was one was kind of thinking that way, like you know I'm a marine, right? So okay, okay. You know, a bunch of guys when we go into the military, especially when we go overseas, we get the body art and stuff, right? Uh, yeah. In Korea, they're they're for not like they're artists to a different that level. Is, yeah. You know, I just said to myself like you know when I get out because I had a plan to get out, and I'm like, yeah. well, am I gonna like this? Ta-? That's that's kind of how I thought about the time. Like, am I gonna like this shit? When I'm 30, you know what I mean? Like a big bulldog with a fucking yeah. fire on me. Yeah, that's all faded out. Yeah, yeah man. Yeah. yeah. And, and and not only that, but you know, Marines and a lot of military dudes get drunk and get tattooed. So you go for a fucking <laughs> <laughs> you go for jaws and end up with Nemo. <laughs> you know, what's up with Nemo? Was that was that something from your your fish tank when you're younger? Right, you know what I'm saying? They're like, yo, you see, you see, I got jaws over here. They're like, jaws. Yeah. That's fine, Nemo. Yeah. <laughs> so I actually implemented it uh, there, but I, I love the way you think like that. But let me ask you this question though. Yeah. But when you grow up impoverished, right? When, yeah. when you broke, you're you're in a state of poverty, right? You're yeah. living or the poverty line, which economically is below a certain economic dollar yes. sign. Okay. Yes, which I did. And that, I was. Right. We all did, right? So, you know, with that said, right, if, and there's nothing wrong with having a head start, we call it the cheat code. If your parents or somebody yep. else was able to give you, you know, a, a yep. step moving forward. It's a great thing, actually. You know, it's great, right? We want to create thing. that. But when you don't have that, and technically, you have to kind of, you know, scrape and beg and just fight for every little thing. Yeah, that it's, it's a dog fight, right? It's almost impossible yeah. not to live in the moment when you do achieve because it feels so good. Yeah. It feels so good to say, yo, I made it. However, your yeah. success, yeah. just know that you wasn't yeah. where you was yesterday or maybe a week ago. It's almost impossible not to live in that kind of a moment. You know what I mean? It's tough, man. It's tough. It's yeah. so tough. I, yeah, I, I'm uh, you know, now you're making me think about where my tra- when I transitioned, yeah. uh, in my thought process, and I think it was after I'm because I remember, you know, like the dog fight's real, right? Or you know, yeah. whatever you want to call it, it's real, you know. And you're you you do you when you're in survival mode, your decision making is like it's very it can be very different, right? And so I think that for me. I think for me, where where it changed is when I went from survival to starting to make decent money, and I was making good money, but then I had a I had a change happen, and I lost everything again. Okay, that moment, yep. Okay, I lost it. I lost it, and part of it was decision making. Part of it was because I was how I was handling the money, and I had a guy who uh, I was actually going to a gym. I had a guy. Uh, who I became friends with at the gym. He was like one of those undercover secret millionaires that you would never know it. 
and we just started talking and chatting and he's like asking me what's going on. And he's like, Hey, can I give you some advice? And, uh, he, he kind of planted that seed. And, and at first I'm like, who are you? Like, like, who is this guy? Who is this dude? He's like, right. Oh, I actually own the, you know, one of the largest building companies in, in my town, in the town, right. like home building companies. I'm like, Oh, okay. <laughs> Makes sense. So, it's like, so like, he's like, he's like, so like, you're telling me your situation, like, like fast forward, you know, 20 years from now, like, what are you going to do to change it? And, uh, and so he, and, and he gave me the simple plan. Uh, it was a f- simple plan to build wealth. And I've read so many books on it, but this dude, like he broke it down. So simple. Can I share it with, with you? Please, oh, please. Hold on. Look, look, you, you know what we got to do. You heard it first hearing more than the title. You're not going to hear it nowhere else. Yeah. About to yeah. the jewels right now. Go, yeah. oh, hey, yo. He ain't dropping the jewels, man. Hey, yo. waiting for it. You waiting yeah. for it. And literally, I'm hearing, and when I say this, I want to let I want to give everybody context since we're being real. This is yep. I went from making six figures to losing everything. My car's about to get repoed. Okay. My my credit cards are all maxed out. I'm living in this old lady's house because I got too much pride to go back to my dad's house. Okay. And and I'm and I was doing well for myself, but I just made some really stupid mistakes. Uh, I don't have time to get into that that whole backstory story, but I want to let everybody know where I was at. So they they so you have no excuses not to follow this formula is what I'm telling everybody. Okay, so <clears throat> basically what he said is he said uh, he said to me Isaiah, uh, until you get into the habit of saving, most likely you'll never be a million. You'll never become wealthy until you get in the habit of saving. And I go, I can't save nothing. What are you talking about? I can't even, he's like, I don't care what it is. Like, you've got to get in the habit of saving something. And so what he, what he, what, that was like the first step. And so he goes, pick a percentage of whatever money you have coming in and refuse. And he said, Isaiah, why don't you pay yourself first? I don't get it. Like, why do you pay everybody else? But you don't, you don't pay yourself. Like you're paying everybody else, but yourself. So pay yourself first. And then pay everybody else. Yeah, but I have this, this, and this. Oh, you'll figure it out. Trust me. Like, you're a survivor. You'll figure it out. And so that was the first step. And uh, I remember it was like it was like, it was was like like 50 bucks a week or 100 bucks a week. And I just started, like, just not there. And then what he, what he did is he said, once you hit three months of savings, then you start accelerating and paying down your debt. So you don't have you don't want to save too much because it's just dead money, right? Yeah. If it's just sitting in your bank account in a savings, you know, CD, you know, like you don't you're not making it. So you don't want to. You actually you actually say you actually lose more by not paying down your debt faster yeah. because of the interest rate than by keeping it in your savings. Correct. Once you have that cushion, yeah. and so so then I started paying down my accelerating and paying down my debt, and simultaneously I started getting back on my feet and started making more money. And I started saving more. And then I got to the point where my debt was manageable. And then uh, and then I started creating an investing bucket. So I had my savings and then I am my investing. And um, and then I just started putting money into the investing bucket. And that's how I saved enough money to buy my first rental property. Wow. 
And I only had it. I it was I had three thousand three thousand bucks down, is because FHA, and so that was my my first one. And then I literally just kept repeating that, like I just kept on that formula. And as I continue to raise, as I continue to my income continue to go, go up, I keep uh, I kept putting more and more money into the investing, and I got to the point where I was living on about sixty percent. To 70% of my income and I was saving, sorry, investing the rest. And I had a rule, I had a rule of thumb is that if it went into the investment account, it was gone. And the only time it came out was to invest into something or I had to liquidate another investment account to. And so, so while I had my job, one of the things that helped me leave my job and feel comfortable leaving my job is I was like, I already had like my rental properties in about half a million dollars going from dead broke seven years before. Right. Do you get what I'm saying? Sure. So like, so like, and then I took that same formula and I did the same thing for the business. And a lot of people don't realize this because they, 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 but however you treat your personal finances is most likely how you're going to treat your business finances. Ooh, so like, cool. and I want to say that again, however you manage your personal finances, there's not something that's going to happen. And somebody's going to wake up someday and all of a sudden you're going to manage your business finances any different. So, so I, I had to give you one of those. I, I was waiting for it. I, 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 no, I was waiting for the right moment. I'm like, ah, there it goes. There it goes. So, I, so that stuck with me. So when we, when we made an investment into the brokerage, we followed the same principle. We had a certain amount of money that we saved up. And then we had a certain amount of money that we put in an investment bucket in the, for the brokerage. And we did our best to be, you know, to pay the brokerage first, even before we paid ourselves, because this is what people don't remember about a business. You got it. You got to live, right? So you got to have that formula built in. But the your business is your baby. You got You got to feed it first, like even before, like you want your own growth to happen. Because if you don't do that, you'll never have this long term over here. So. Uh, so that's what we did. And, and so we took the in investment money that we that we saved with the brokerage over a couple of years. And that's how we started our broker leads program. So we just flipped the money. We flipped the money into another opportunity. Yeah. Mm. And that money then turned into uh, in 2018, 19, we did 15 million cash collected on about a three hundred, four hundred thousand dollar flip into the, into a new business. You guys get what I'm saying? But people, people ask me. We caught it. <laughs> we caught it. But where did it start? It actually started when I was broke. Yeah. Mm. The success, like the, it started yeah. when I was dead ass broke and couldn't afford to do it. Developing the habit of saving, yeah. and then the habit of investing. So there's no excuse not to start somewhere. Quick story, if, if I may. No, of course, of course. Go ahead. Uh, kid. Uh, employee he worked for me he was in the same situation and uh he was working he worked for me for a couple of years he started doing this thing he left he called me like five years later he goes he goes isaiah guess how much money i got he's like he's like i got like 100 g's and i got like i and he's like not including what i have in, in my investment he's like thank you and like and this this kid was like he, you know, like he's just broke. He's just like, he was kind of like in the same situation I was, you know? So I want to encourage everybody that no matter where you are, if you think in a decade, 
make decisions as if you're like, it's a decade from now, you're going to be shocked at what you can do in five, seven, 10 years. You'll shock yourself. Even if you're not making like what you consider a lot of money, you can still do serious damage Mm. with, with that plan. And that that's real, man. But you know, you know what I I would also want to ask, because when you said you was at the low point, right? You was at somebody else's house. You didn't want to go back. Like, how did you train your mindset to keep going? Because I know you, it takes a lot, man. Like what most people won't understand when you're on this path, it's a lot, man. It's going to be tough, rough yeah. days where you doubt yourself back to that imposter syndrome, right? Like as a yeah. content creator, I deal with that a lot. We had Corporate Bro on. He dealt with that a lot, right? Because when you're dealing with millions of impressions and then you don't get it or somebody says or starts hating on you or something like that, you're like, holy shit, man. Do I still got it? And do I drive leads? And do yeah. I do it? It happens, right? So I'm pretty yeah. sure you felt like that at that low point. How did you? overcome that right like how did you keep going i'm gonna keep going this path i'm gonna keep going i'm gonna keep investing right and i was disciplined yeah i think i was delusionally confident <laughs> at the mm, same yes. time like, it was like i don't know how to say it but I, like in my mind i was like i just felt like it was gonna happen for me if i just kept going like i don't like i don't know how else to like i don't want to oversimplify it but like i just and i also knew i never wanted to stay where i was because that's how i grew up like in the in the poverty Mm-hmm. And I was so, it was so, it was like, I don't know how to explain it, except for like, it was, it was just the worst feeling to think that my kid was going to have to grow up that way. It just kept me going. Like, yeah. or like, I guess yeah. that's if I, if I was, yeah, there's probably other elements too, but. No, you know, that, that, that's the answer yeah. I was looking for. Cause you yeah. need to be delusionally, <laughs> delusionally yeah. And we have those conversations. We just had this conversation every yesterday, day. every day. Isaiah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. listen, we, you don't need. I'm, we are so much alike mentally, and my cousin to tell you, right? We don't. I don't blow smoke up nobody's. I think that way. Yeah. I thought that way since yeah. I was a fucking kid. I yeah. always, even though I'm living this way, I'm not staying here. I know I'm living this way because I'm a kid, and my parents are making decisions. I can only do but so much. But the yes. moment I get to take charge, this shit is gonna change, right? Yes. But something very important that I got to backtrack on because this is a key and you sped past it, but we got to touch on it. Right. You went from broke and said that you had a half a million seven years later, seven years later. I don't care if it was five years. The key to that is it takes time to yep. build. Yep. Right. This new generation Z or whatever you want to call it. I call them the instant gratification generation. Everything is, oh, we got to have it now. You know, I got to be rich now. And they don't realize that it takes time to build any type of sustainable system. Anything. It takes time to build. Yeah. That's so Yeah. Because they need it now, they never get it. Yeah. Yeah. But you, and, and that's what I'm saying, right? So, so me, you know, me and my cousin talk about it and he'll tell you, like, I, I treat the business the same way. When it comes to this money, yeah. you know, we not, listen, we got to do with this. With You know, we do this with uh, the money. You yeah. understand what I'm saying? Because I'm a CEO and I'm also the CFO. So I don't play when it comes to the money. Like, I make yeah. sure these lights is on and I make sure we growing and glowing, like he Love said. That. And I make sure we feeding that. For, we've had this business open a full year and only took money out, like, one time. Good yeah. for you. And Good a for whole you. year. Whole yeah, year. We've been, like, nine months without taking out there's no doubt there's no doubt you guys are going to even crush it more than you're crushing it now with that but it but it was that mindset of we have to grow this right like we're not creating something to to use it like i I tell everybody a business is not your personal bank account that's what i tell everybody just because you got a business it's not your personal fucking bank account 
It's so it's yeah, so funny. people make money and they're like, should we got 70,000? So no, the dude. business has yeah, 70,000. Amen to that. Yes. John business broke. We may actually, because uh, I had, I had um, when we when we did the broker leads program, we had we did some friends and family money. They, uh, I was fortunate to have the majority of them have the, that mindset, but a couple of them didn't. So like, okay. they'd get so pissed every year when we're like, no, we like outside of what we need to live. And like, no, like, yeah. No. Like until this thing can't grow anymore, what, right. where? Like, what, what? What do you mean you want to take money out? Like, mm-hmm. now, I do think it's important though that once you're once the business is successful enough, right. you have as long as it's done right and well and managed well, taking money and increasing your lifestyle, and enjoying some things, or and maybe making some personal investments and. I think that is important, you know. Right. Uh, I think just most people most people do it backwards. They do it too soon. Yeah, uh, agreed. You know, and, and then what they do is if the business turns, like right now, I'm going through I'm going through uh, a lot right now because we're making investments back into our business. And if we were if we didn't have that long term mindset, we probably wouldn't be able to do what we're need, needing to needing to do right now, right. and be able to support the things we need because this whole AI movement, right? Yeah everything that's happening, we're having to invest, invest, invest. And we're actually having a down year because of what's happening in our industry. Yeah. So it's like a double hit. Um, but we're still going to be okay because we managed well in the, when things were prosperous. Yeah. That's it. That's it. Oh man. I can't get to it quick enough. Mess it. (laughs) (laughs) I can't get to it quick enough. It it ties into the, the mindset of what he originally said, right? Um, you know, think about this decision 10, 15, 20 years yeah. later. I've I've lived my life like that. Like, you know, um coming up, um, you know, we 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 hustled, right? Because yeah, oh yeah, it, you gotta you gotta do it. You gotta do what you gotta do, right? Um, but the difference between me and other people was I did it as a means to, to an end. end. Yeah. Right. I didn't want to be rich, poor. And yo, I could get out now, but with the game still love me. Fuck that. When I could get out, I was gone. I, I'm being honest with you. Like, I didn't want to be the biggest yeah. and the biggest dad and have 300 million doing all this dumb shit and then yeah. go to jail for 40 years. Yeah. I just to do enough to be able to change the course of my direction. And even if I wasn't super successful doing that, I was willing to take that risk rather than end up in jail or dead. That was that was yeah. my decision making. If mm-hmm. I stay the course that I'm going right now, I'm going to one or two places. Yeah. Metal box or wooden box. You understand what I'm saying? So any amount of money that I make right now is worth more than that, right? Yeah, you, you know what? This is this is something just uh, somebody's got to hear this. Stop fucking yeah. judging people. Yeah. Yeah. Because you don't know why somebody is and where they where they are. Yeah. And so like there's so many people that judge people. You don't know their story, right? You don't know the fight they're going through and what they're working towards and why they're doing what they're doing. Yeah. And like, I, like, I don't know why I just felt like I needed to say that, but like, like, but you know, what's real about that, Isaiah? We got to start judging people and start like understanding people more where they come from, their different backgrounds, their different circumstances, situation, the cards are dealt. And, and like, I've met some of the coolest people where if you find out their background and where they came from and what they did, Right, you'd be like, like, holy shit. Right. Like, <laughs> how'd you do that? Like, holy <laughs> shit. Yeah. Like, like, 
That, that, yeah. And that's the truth. And you know what, Isaiah? That's exactly yeah. why we have the show. That's exactly yeah. why we call it more than a title. Mm-hmm. Awesome. I, I, don't, I don't care what you, I don't care if you're the CEO of the uh, of night. If you're an asshole, you're an asshole. Yeah. You're an asshole. That's it. And, and that's just what it is. But I want to yeah. know how you grow in your business. How do you, yeah. you know, we're going through right now. So how did you move these obstacles? You were paving the road as you drove. What kind yeah. of investment did you make on yourself? Like, did you yeah. have it? Like, what did you do? What would you do at your lowest point? What was your mindset? How did you get through yeah. it? And that's what I know. And I know your personality and type of person you are. We're 40 minutes in, bro. And I feel like I know you right now as a person. Same with you guys, man. Same with you guys. I'm really you know, enjoying this. You I, I hope people take, take, you know, to, yeah. to think about Likewise. the things that you were thinking about. He's a strong, he has a strong mindset yeah. to say, because guess what, Isaiah? How about this? A lot of your decision makings go against the grain. They go against the oh, norm yeah. what you yeah. were in at the time, right? Yeah. So you got to be fucking strong enough to say, I have self-esteem, which is esteem in oneself. I don't care if I'm not the coolest kid. Let me tell you something. This is the biggest flex in the world that I'm going to say to you right now that I didn't realize till I was an adult. Growing up in the hood, being, being a nerd and being yeah. smart, you were considered the worst kid in the hood. I'm going to say wow. it again. No, I'm telling you, you actually went the fucking the dropout rate where we're from. The grad is so terrible. If you were smart and you went to school, you was a nerd. You was the worst kind of individual in the hood. That Uh, that makes sense. So my 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 wife is is brown, and and so so is her mom. She grew up in, um, she grew up in a bad part of Chicago. Her mother, her mother's mother would kick her out of the house and make her sleep outside because she got good grades. Right. They were well, they were well, they were well for, like, so she like, she was wow. that, like, I think that's what you're saying, right? That's, like, that's exactly, exactly. What I'm, that's exactly what I'm yeah. saying. So when you grow up, it's called learned behavior. And I talk about this all the time. Yeah. You, even if you're not fitting in a hundred percent, right? If every, if nobody in my hood is going to school, 99% of the time, eventually I'm going to stop going to school, right? If everybody's saying being smart is stupid, then eventually I'm not going to take a a love or interest into education. It wasn't until I got educated and got Mm -hmm. out that I was like, y'all the dumbest. This is the stupidest shit ever. And there's so many, and there's so many contradictions in our culture like that. So that's why we try to do this type of content, bro. We want to know exactly what it is. Like, you know what the biggest flex is? You know what's gangster? Buying your mother a house. That's a fact. Creating generational wealth. That's gangster. Like, all that other shit ain't about nothing. Oh yeah. yeah. Nobody cares. You don't get how, how about back. this? Jared's son is Jared has the you know, we both have boys. His his son is the youngest, right? His yeah. son is like five years old already talking about starting the podcast and being a business. He was in the bedroom the other night what? writing a script, writing a whole script, writing a script for movie. five years old. At five I, Isaiah, if I told you what the fuck I was doing in five years, old, <laughs> that's, that's the biggest flex, right? Oh, there, right? I remember, I remember what I was doing at five years old. Right. Yeah, I'm, I'm Plato and shit. I'm I doing was, stupid yeah, shit. Dude. I remember crazy shit too that five year olds probably shouldn't be doing. <laughs> it's it's important because you know, like we say when we talk about the biggest flex, right? So even even if Jared isn't any more successful than he is right now, he's already changed the course of the next generation of his life. You see what that does? That yeah. stops the perpetual cycle in one cycle. Changing changing one cycle again, and and then what, what's going to happen with what his his kids' kid? With, exactly. You, know, you understand right. what I'm saying? That's so it. you know that's super dope. So all right, so now all right, so we making money, right? We making money. 
the wife is now, she gave you six months, right? You know, I'm coming back to this, right? So at the end of six months, like, did yeah. you go back with a big smile on your face with a little check and sound like, I'm saying, you want me to quit or what you want to do? <laughs> How did you handle yeah. that situation? Yeah, uh, it, was, uh, it was when we moved into the house. So okay. there you go. Was, there you so go. here's so here's what. So part of part of what happened is we one of the rehabs that uh, originally I was like this is before I started the business and the whole six month thing started. But uh, we actually committed to moving out of our out of our like beautiful home into an apartment. That's how committed she was. Wow to like shrink our costs down as much as possible, put as much into the business as possible. And so for her, I think the best day for her is when I came in, when I came back to her and I said, we're kicking the renter out. We're moving back into our house. <laughs> there you go. I'm happy for your wife, but I'm sorry for the renter. <laughs> oh, yeah. He's like, yeah. yeah. Don't, don't feel too sorry for him. Cause he was a doctor. So he was just fine. So like okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, he was, he was just fine. And, and he was on a month to month anyway, cause he was, okay. he was transitioning too. So, um, yeah, yeah. And we went in there and she, I'm like, I, and I walked in, I go, honey, pick whatever, however you want this house to look, this is your domain. Like just yeah, remodel the whole thing. And I regret saying that to this day, but we did it. <laughs> we did it anyway. <laughs> so that's a big chunk out to save this. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, seventy grand later. So right. So, no, I love it, yeah. man. I love but, it. Yeah, and that and that I think that's important too, because like uh, some people want to have these conversations about savings. They're like, oh, like you know, you got to live like. I'm not saying don't ha- don't enjoy yourself. Just do it with like do it responsibly. Yeah. You know. I, I, call, I say just do it in moderation, man. Yeah, yeah. That's about what I said. Yep. You know, you know yep. spend a little, save a little, man. Spend yeah. a little, save yep. a little. You know, yep. and, and what what I what we and you know, we talk about this all the time is being strategic about your movements, right? Strategic, yeah. Right. So yeah. again, people don't know your story, Isaiah. They don't know what it took for you to get to whatever point. They just see when they whenever they see the accomplishment, they see you yeah. in that moment. And like you say, they judge you in that moment or they if do. they you deserve good, good it. Good different, right? No matter where like, you are, whether you're rich or poor, there's ways of judgment, right? Years or something, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. you could have planned this shit 20 years ago, like you said. I made this decision to buy this house 15 years ago and saved. You don't know none of that. You know what yeah, I mean? exactly. Don't know yeah, the yeah. backstory. But, 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 but I'm also curious, too, like, yeah. what, what advice would you give to, to business owners right now? Like, what, Or can you walk us through what was the toughest moment in your business after you were successful and how you overcame that? Uh, Yeah, so... Man, there's probably a top. There's probably a top three um, really tough moments. One of them was one of them was early on in the first year and a half. I um, took money out of the brokerage to do a uh, rehab project, a big commercial project. Yeah. And this guy actually was a scam artist. So he was he was he would go town to town saying that he had the he had a job on the commercial, but he couldn't afford to pay for all the stuff up front. And so he'd give you a really good appealing deal and give him, it was kind of like a hard money type of loan or whatever. And he was so, he was so intricate with it. He pulled the blueprints, like this is the blueprint. This is this, this, and this. So he manufactured the whole thing. So gave him the money and then he jet, he'd, he'd leave town. Wow. So he'd, he'd like find these things and he was like a professional at it. And uh, so anyway, that really hurt. And it was, it was, uh, it was a tough moment for us. And so, um, you know, you know, Gary V, what I appreciate about Gary V, he said something, you know, he's a big social media guy, obviously, right? Yeah. Yeah. 
what I love what he said, he goes in a downturn or when things are not happening, like, he's like, I'm all in on social media. You got to do that. He goes, but it's all about demand generation. So in other words, that's the term that he used. And what I, what, what we did is we, we came up with a, you gotta, you gotta go back to the basics and you gotta hustle your ass off and you gotta stop making excuses. And so if you're like, there's certain seasons where you just have to hustle more in your business and work harder and work smarter than when things are good. Right. And, uh, and so, um, with that though, you got to work, work smart. So I'll have a formula that I follow in downtimes. And this is, this is the formula. It's, you have to look at the people that you're surrounding yourself with. You have to look at the process that you're, you're using to execute or achieve whatever you're trying to achieve. And you have to look at the tools, like the tools that you're using to actually execute against the process. And if you're not achieving what you want to achieve, assuming that you're actually have good work ethic, (laughs) it's usually one of those three things. So any business owner that if you're struggling right now, the struggle is usually because people that could be skill sets, that could be attitude, that could be activities. Mm. Okay. It's the people. Yeah. The process, meaning like the blueprint you're using, the best practices, the standard operating procedures that you're using to try to grow the business or the tools, the technology, the things that you're using to execute against the process. Most likely if you're you're not getting the results you want, it's one of those three things. Yeah. Wait, wait. So it helps me take the emotion out of everything too, again. It helps me take the emotion out. Like I can be pissed. I'm not getting, okay. Is it people process and tools? Fix the problem. Go. Didn't work. Okay. People process tools. Okay. And you just, you just, I call it micro testing. You just do micro testing as fast as you can possibly right. yeah. uh, do it until you get out of the situation that you're in. That was real. Seven period economics. So that was a business master. Yeah. That was real. Y'all. Yeah. Come on, man. That you, know was gonna, you know what we're going to touch back on? Cause we, we, Jared, you yeah. know this because we asked a lot of our guests this, um, and he just said it. So when you gave up that money and you technically was in that bad place, right? We asked oh, yeah. our guests, like, you know, was there ever a point where you was like, nah, fuck this, I'm done? Like, you understand? Because there's only so many yeah. failures yeah. that each person can take. Everybody's yeah, limited, yeah. different. Yeah, we had a. I literally went into my car and I was screaming at the top of my lungs. Right. And there was other things going on with employees because when you're in a startup, fate, you know, like there's all there's so much stuff that goes on in your first couple of years, right? You're like f- trying to find the right people. You're you're like look, people process the tools. You're trying to work it all. Always a fire. There's always a fire, right? And so like I'm a, I go in my car, I'm screaming my lungs out. And actually, he's still with me today. He's my I, he's my partner now. Then he was an employee. He goes, dude, like, are you okay? He goes, I go, I'm fucking done. Like I'm fu-, and, and for those words to come out of my mouth. And it's like you were done. I was so close to being. I didn't like. I yeah. Like I felt like I was in that moment. I felt like I was done. I'm like, I'm like. I don't. I could go make X amount of money at doing this. And like, what the fuck? Why am I doing? Like, and um, and he goes, he goes, dude. Like, let me. He goes. He's. He goes. Let me ask you. Have you overcome worse? Mm. And I go, yeah. He goes, we'll figure it out. Mm. That's mm. it. And I and I'm like, 
You motherfucker. You motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> He's a prophet. The <laughs> boy's a genius. <laughs> yeah, look at him and say, you smart. <laughs> you know, and this is my this, this is my onboarding guy. These are this is the guy that's onboarding clients. Like, but we were friends. He just knew. He just he had that spirit. He just knew how to read people, right? So like, he just and that conversation. That I'm like, you know what? You're right. Like, and so you just you just keep going. And and uh, it took us probably six months to get out of it, but we got out of it. We figured it out. And then you know we we it, it's interesting because not only do those moments make or break you, but they actually make you better. Mm, say, say it one more time. Those moments don't wait, hey, those moments one more time. make or break you, but they often make you, they actually make you better. Right? So like, that's it. and that's what happened. We got fucking better. We got, we got like viciously, uh, uh, like we got amazing at execution. Like we got so good at execution that our competition couldn't even touch us now. Uh, because we learned we could do so much with so little. That's the key. If we had, if we had great execution, I think it's finding. Your, I think it's finding your 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 foothold, like your niche, like like yeah. how you know how to do something, right? That's and it. Yeah, it's like you know That's how to it. do something, right? And it's like I know I'm fucking good at this, right? Yeah. But it's figuring out how to make it work, right? And yes. then how you make this fucking thing work of like almost like. Perfect example, right? And I told we talk about um, you know, success is based on failure, right? You, you yeah. gotta listen, people. I, I say it a hundred times, right? Like success is only based on how many times you failed. If you got it right the first time, you have nothing to base it off of. If nobody yeah. failed, then nobody's successful because everybody does the same fucking thing. So yeah. stand like so like wake up, right? Yes, you he was six, you were successful. Because you failed, and because exactly. when you failed yep. and quit, right? You doubled down and you said, We still gonna go for it. And you had the faith in your abilities, and you had a good and once again, a support system. Because that guy coming to talk to you was a support system, right? All the time, I say, I hate that solo success shit. Oh, I did it on it's my own. Bullshit. I didn't have it's no help. Bullshit. It was a takes a village, y'all. It takes a village, bro. And yeah. I tell people, like, even if, even if, a, look, look how much we've learned from you already, right? You dropped three, four, five gems from us already, right? You didn't give us any monetary uh, money, right? You didn't give us a job or or, give, or increase us economically right now. The ROI, you can't produce what you gave right. us in ROI form, right? Right. right. Just this conversation that we took one or two gems, if we implement that and change what we're doing today and, and, and go to the moon, then mm. you, you help change that. In a simple yeah. conversation. Yeah, that, that's really powerful. Um, yeah, it is, man. Going back to a gem of a niche, it's funny because when you when you go through those times, you have to get focused, and you have to do what's most important. And oftentimes, you're in the situation because you got unfocused. And and uh, and the niche thing actually is what saved us. We found a niche yep. that 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 was a gem right there. We found a niche, and we just exploited that niche in a in, in the like to the hill and we were able to grow so so much faster because of that focus it's it's the rifle versus the shotgun yeah. uh so um the rifle versus the shotgun and it's, it's funny See, and that, <laughs> he just dropped it, it. <laughs> it just went the fuck. 
I I'm, can't up just... like, uh, I'm, I'm up to like seven. I'm up to like seven, eight gems. A lot of gems, y'all. So, there's another. We do an overtime, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna let him slide because he said he real quick. He said he wanted to say he took a physical education. He was gonna be a gym teacher. Yeah, yeah, that's right. If you listen to him when he when he said from philosophy, he said physical education. Yeah. He's gonna be he's gonna be the sixth grade gym teacher with the, yeah. the tear off pants. Yes. <laughs> PS one thirty eight. The coach, the basketball coach. What the f is wrong with this guy? Am I getting me or what? <laughs> <laughs> no. really, he's always gonna be the volleyball coach. The dodgeball regional champ. <laughs> hey, I got the trophies. I got the trophies. Oh, dude, that is hilarious, bro. That's awesome. Oh, oh man. So, matter of fact, because you. I'm literally crying. Kick the ball, Johnny. Kick the ball. Thank God I didn't do that. So, man, man, man listen, so we talked about what you overcame. Yeah. We talked about what you overcame, man. I would love yeah, to man. know what were one of the coolest moments that you experienced being successful where it was yeah. like, man, I like, mama, I made it. Thank God I wasn't the physical gym teacher. <laughs> Thank God I went this route. What was that one moment for you that you yeah, knew I, that you I, made the right I, decision? I think for me, it's seeing my wife live live and be what how she wants to be is what i get the most fulfillment out of so we are for our 10-year anniversary uh we did what's called a viking cruise yeah and uh viking cruise are they're they're more of like a higher end luxury type of cruise and it's not my style personally like i'm a pretty low-key like dude like i got my fitbit watch and i'm happy i'm good like it's just it's just me but she something she wanted to do and and uh and she and and she she goes you have to promise me our 10 year i'm going on a viking cruise you have to promise me we're going to be in a good place we're going on a viking cruise and i'm like i promise you like we'll we'll, we'll we'll make it happen and so when we did and we went on it she was like i don't know man it was freaking i don't know i get a little bit emotional about it she was like she just she was so happy like and, and she's like she's seeing the outdoors she's seeing like we went to italy and different places of italy on the on the cruise and like she saw the volcanoes and she saw like she got to experience different and she's a historic she's she's very much into history and culture she was just so happy so i think that for me uh that's uh that is that's the best feeling for me personally um i think the second best feeling is all the all the doubters and the haters yeah uh, for me personally, some people don't get motivated. Like, oh, you shouldn't get motivated. Like you tell me I can't do something, get out of my fucking way. Cause I'm going to prove you wrong. Right. Like, and so I had, I had, uh, I had some doubters and haters that, um, said that, you know, I would never make it. And, uh, or like, I'm stupid. I was stupid for dropping out of college. Like, like, like those type of things. Yeah. So I think that bumping into them throughout the years has been fun. <laughs> <laughs> That's real too. Flex on It's been a lot of fun. Um, yeah. And, you know, I'll be like, since we're being super real with each other right now, I'm going there. 
if you're in business that it has it has cycles right yeah so like so I've had to use the strategy that I taught you that I used year one. I had to use it in year six during COVID too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And now I'm having to use it right now this year. Yeah. Wow. Now, isn't it, it's not as bad as it was year one, but it's the same. You're, you're kind of going through the same, like having to reinvent yourself, having to like get back to basics, having to get back to your niche, having to simplify things. Like, so uh, I don't even know why I said that, but like, I just, I think, uh, I think it's so important that, uh, it's so important that you, uh, that you, you put yourself in a position where you, it, it, you just have to, you have to like think in that 10 years, I guess it's where I'm going back, where I'm going back to. Yeah. <clears throat> um, but yeah, so my wife and then, the, and then the haters, probably my most. Shout out to them both. Shout out to, to the missus and shout out to the haters. And I'm going I'm to let everybody know on air right now. When we yeah. make it, woo, I know you yeah. it. I'm checking the list and I'm checking it twice. <laughs> hey, 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 Jared, you, you little man or you big man? I'm big man. I'm big upset. I'm big upset. I see what y'all posting. Y'all posting the other yeah. man, not the brother man. And you got all the other people who got podcasts. I'll be, I'll be seeing my clips and shit. Nah, oh, I'm coming for all. I'm putting cases on all you bitches. <laughs> You gonna be shoot program? You, did, you, did you guys ever hear? Do you guys ever hear the story about Michael Jordan? How he used to motivate himself? Have you guys heard that? Yeah, he um he used to make up stories about yeah. players that that they were like talking shit about him, yeah. or they said something about his mama or something. So, and he would do that yeah. to give the energy to just destroy. Just yeah, destroy people. He like he like. You, what'd you say? What are you? What you? How'd you? What'd you? You, you yeah. look at me. What? Like what you look? I just said hi. I just said hi, Mike. I love your stuff, Mike. You got your shoes. Welcome. I'll drop seventy on his ass. <laughs> you know what's funny, bro? We actually uh, we posted the clips today. Shout out to Py. Uh, girl, yeah. She actually worked on and produced the last dance. Yep. Where that came no from. Way. Yeah, we just we literally wow. put the clips up today, man. So it's funny that you brought that, that up. Shout out awesome. to Py and everybody yeah. showing love on the clips. That is awesome. That's oh, awesome. Man. That's real. No, no. You know, it, it again, he he understood his his mindset and he understood yep. um yep. what he what his process was because everybody has a different process, right? Yes. He understood I what he, yeah, yeah, I just, I, right, yeah. 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 He understood what his process was and he was like, you know what? This is my process and this is my thing. I don't care if anybody understands it. This is my thing, and I'm gonna use this thing to my you know to to be the best that i can and that's exactly what he did you know that's awesome you know i had a debate actually uh on this topic on goal setting and the debate was should you should you tell other people your goals or shouldn't you mm, and uh and so it was a really awesome debate we were actually doing it live uh through a facebook chat in the front of a group of people and um and so it's kind of controversial because there's a lot, there is a lot of studies behind that supports both, both ways. Some studies say uh, it, you, when you actually tell people your goals, you, you release dopamine in your brain as if you've already achieved the goal mm-hmm. and it gives you a false sense of accomplishment. So there's that side of it. And then there's the other side of it is you, if you don't actually say your goal and, and tell your goals, there's no accountability, so you're not going to do it. So that was kind of the debate. Makes sense. What yeah. I love what you just said is, everyone's different. Yeah. So like everyone's psychology is different. So like for me, I like, for me, I love talking about what my goals are because 
it, it makes me want to go get it that much more because I want to prove people wrong. And I want to make sure that I, I don't prove my, like that I don't get proven wrong. So like I get super motivated by putting a goal out there and some people, they, they get that dopamine hit and they don't take action by putting it out there. Right. So, so I think, uh, you know, right. everyone's, I, I love what you said. Everyone's different and you got to know your own psychology. But, but then that, I think that's a perfect segue, man. What, what does the mountaintop look like for you, Isaiah? What, what are your goals, man? When, when will you be able to say, man, I'm gone, I'm stepping away from the business and I'm going to just, you know, sunset yeah. and just watch my money increase, man. So right now I don't run, uh, I, I have a CEO that runs the company. Uh, I, I just made that move last year. Sick. That's, that's been a challenge. Um, that is, man. But, for, yeah, for you, the, the, the baby, right? That's the one you're yeah, talking about. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Maybe, it's, yeah. It's, been a, it's been a challenge. Uh, so what I what I'm doing right now in this chapter is I started up a holding company, and now I'm thinking about generational wealth. Yeah, yeah. So where um, where we're starting to buy, build, and partner with um, with other companies through the holding company, and where I'm at right now, I can't ever see myself not doing what I'm doing. I love what I'm doing so much. Where I'm doing business coaching. And I'm identifying new opportunities. I'm innovating. I'm, I'm marketing, and like maybe something will change. But like for me, uh, for me, if I never, you know, like it's it's it is a, it's always about the money because like there's a scoreboard there. Like so, for yeah. people to say it's not about the money, I think that's bullshit. Right. Um, but but it's not as much as wanting to make sure I, I don't, I leave all my cards on the table before I die. That's it. That's real, man. I want to, I want to make sure that I've, I've pushed myself to my limit. I want to make sure I've grown to my maximum capacity. I want to make sure I've impacted as many people as I could in the process, et cetera, et cetera. And really that's my main motivation right now is like, I want to be able to, whenever I die, whenever uh, the good Lord takes me home is I want to say, I left all the cards on the table that's and then it. make and that's really, that's what really my plan. I'm gonna be, I'm I'm be honest with you. I think, I think you've already accomplished that, and I think you've left all the cards on the table because I'm gonna be real with you, Isaiah. If you even left, if you even took one card or two cards and didn't follow your dream, then this would be your reality. <laughs> <laughs> This is hilarious. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> You've gone too far <laughs> with the not with the oh, mighty god. duck, the, the stream yard duck. I couldn't let him get away with it. That is hilarious. How did you know that? <laughs> I'm sorry, I couldn't let you get away with it. I'm sorry. Oh, bro, that's cool. I, I'm doing a. I'm actually gonna do a paid Facebook ad in the man. I'm gonna. I'm gonna actually turn that into something awesome. Yo, please. If you would have a 20 year goal, that would have been you. Yeah, bro. Are you just you? You gave me the best marketing idea ever. I'm gonna actually do a. I'm gonna do like a, a like. What path shall you choose? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Market marketing piece, right? <laughs> so, yeah. man, that's crazy. I got a serious question. For you Isaiah um yeah. I think this is super important and you're giving away so many gems um when you were transitioning from doing um the philosophy and then you know uh you yeah. started doing a little construction and then somebody said marketing and you started to do these different things right 
Yeah. Essentially, you're, you're doing what we call on-the-job training. Yeah. You're learning yeah. on the job, like you're an apprentice, right? Um, which is another reason why I champion um, internships and apprenticeships for yes. college. Yes. Yes. Can, yes. Even if you're in the same field, you learn all this bookshit, then come to the job. Like, I, this, just so you know, my nine to five is construction, right? I've been doing construction 22 yes. years. I started out a uh, union laborer, worked my way up to shop steward, foreman, general foreman. Um, right now, I'm a year and a half shy of my engineering and construction management degree. That's um, great. Yeah, and I'm a safety manager on the job. You know, so I've worked my way up through the ranks, right? And I love it when I see, you know, brand new supers and stuff come straight from college and they got the blueprint. They're like, yeah, we're going to do it like that. And I'm like, yeah, it doesn't work that way. And they're like, yeah, but the plan's saying, I'm like, yeah, but the, the yeah, okay, good luck. Yeah, like, good luck. Yeah. like the yeah. building is not built that way. Like, do you understand human right. error versus the computer? Like, it's not built that way. It has to change. And they're like, wait, it can't change. The ceiling is too, like, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. You know, I just want, how do you feel about apprenticeships and on-the-job training? It's two part questions. How do you feel about it? And and two, do you yourself do like an internship or like you know give other um you know people that that might want to do what you do an uh, opportunity to come and like uh, intern for you? Yeah, uh, great. So I think that it's one of the most underutilized tools to figure out what you want to use in your life. That's uh, that's promoted. Right. Uh, I think I agree with you. I I'm a huge advocate of internship or. Uh, career academies or, you know, you know, things that were, you know, it's interesting, like things that in, in high school were kind of like looked down upon, like we had a system called BOCES in our school, where people could go figure out a trade and see yeah. if they like doing a trade. And you were looked at like an other if you did that. And, uh, and it, it, but though it's interesting, because you look at a lot of those, a lot of those people that did those, they found careers better, faster, and had less debt than the ones that went to you know, so I think I think it's so important um, to to do a trade and to do internships, and then also we don't have like a formal uh, internship program. But anytime that somebody reaches out to me and uh, they want to learn something or they want to do something, I try to make time uh, to for for them. Uh, so recently, I had this guy. This uh, he's. 20, 27 year old guy. He was working for another. He was working for a startup company. He had a horrible experience with that startup company. The the owner ripped him off. He made him all these promises, et cetera, et cetera. And so, through a contact, he's like he wanted to. He actually he wanted to like intern or interview other small business owners to see if it's see you know like what the difference was. Yeah. And uh, I'll tell you what. That was a. He asked me some really tough questions like really, really powerful questions that um, I wish it, I wish could be translated into a podcast because it captured that the, the good and the bad of startup yeah. and, and how you need to treat people uh, expectations. Yeah. And uh, I think he got a ton. I think he got a lot out of it. Uh, you know, we're going to, we're going to see, but last I heard he, he was with another startup he chose not to go back into corporate. He went to another startup and he's loving it and he's doing well okay. with it, which is important to me because like he had an entrepreneur spirit, but he wasn't quite ready to become that entrepreneur, but he wanted to work for one in, in, in that environment. You get what I'm saying? So, yeah. but yeah, um, that's probably, you know, I, I think some, I think someday what I, one of my dreams is to offer a free sales Academy. Here we go. Yeah. Uh, a free sales academy for uh, 
anybody that wants to take it, that's kind of on my project list is to uh, is to offer a free sales and marketing academy. Um, so, so let's put it out there right now, Isaiah. We're going to do one together. We're going to do a webinar. Yep. We're going to put it up on LinkedIn. We're going to do a sales and marketing masterclass. You are yeah, chat for yep. about an hour. We'll select about four or five topics. We'll make yep. it happen because where we want to shift this show, man, yep. is yeah. we actually with somebody like yourself where we can actually get people who want to intern, be in your space, and we yep. can vet them out and make sure they get an opportunity out of this because this is what we really want ultimately. I love that, guys. Get those that's gems. Awesome. Yeah, I would love that, to do that. that. Yeah, that's the goal. So, Isaiah, so just to give you a plan yeah. of ours, right? So, here at the podcast, we're growing, right? And yep. we're accepting clients and we're accepting guests and we're grateful, right? But be clear, the moment we, we get to a, a, a cruising altitude, yeah. you're, you're not going to be able to come on the show unless you're giving back right on the show. I love it, dude. Right that, now, is, that is freaking awesome. Nobody's doing it. Nobody's doing it. Nobody's that, that's doing it. an awesome, that's an awesome vision. And yeah. I, when you say give back, it doesn't mean like you have to hire somebody, but at least, you know, put an email so somebody could apply so that now they have at least call. access Something. to you, right? Right, that's so cool, set up a webinar where they could call in, like you said, just here, here's <laughs> give you 10 minutes, man, ask any questions, you know, come on live and, and get some of this free knowledge because, you know, education, even though I don't, like I said, I don't believe in the, the, the way the college system is set yeah. up, but education is crucial to the development of, of, of what a person does yeah. with the decisions that they that they make. So that true. would change their life. So true. Yeah. Yes, so true. Life. I love it. I love it. I'm in. Let me know. I'm in. And the yeah. bro asks, how old are you, Isaiah? 40. I just turned 40. 40. Okay. Yeah. Um, so um, one more question for you, Isaiah, and this, this yeah. is a business question, right? Because, yeah. um, you know, I think a lot of these people need to understand this too, right? Can you explain to the people the difference, right? Especially when real estate, let's talk real estate, right? When the, with the differences between investing your own money and then having skin in the game, but using other people's money to buy an investment property, right? Can you yep. explain to them a little bit of the differences of that? Because you know we know it, but I, sometimes people get confused on that. Can you and, and then you know kind yeah. of little bits on that? Yeah, definitely. There's a lot of ways. Here, here's the here's the thing when it comes to whatever you want to achieve. Right. Um, there's a lot of people. Whether you're buying a business, whether you're doing a real estate uh, investment. There's so many ways to make that goal happen if you're willing to look look and learn how to do it. Um, most people think, oh, I need X amount of money to ever even think about doing this. So they never think about it. Yeah. Uh, where the reality is, is that there's some people I know that buy real estate that don't put any money into their properties. Yeah. They'll actually, you know, they, they actually found a friend or family member that fronted the money. And they cut them in on the equity, uh, you know. So that's like one way to do it. If you if you you know want to want to kind of accelerate it, where you, you say, hey, look, you be the money person. I'll organize it. I'll do X Y Z. This I'll manage it. Blah blah blah. We'll just work out an equ equity arrangement. Yeah, man. Uh, <clears throat> I've seen it done that way. I've I've seen it done where uh, you. I actually uh, the first one that my that my buddy and I did together, very first one, we went out and we got a bunch of zero interest credit cards. We got like 15 of them. Wow. And, and uh, we took that, it, we got like 50, it was cat where the cards where you could take the cash out of the card right. and zero interest. So we got 50 grand out of those cards. And that's how we did our first flip. I need, uh, come, on, come on, Jerry, you slow on that. You no, know no, I, no, that, I was, I was full like, screen just now. My you, know yeah. you know what I need for that? We did our, we did our, I, 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 I need a...
so we didn't we didn't have any enough the 50 wasn't enough so what we did is we we networked the hell out of our contacts and then we found a guy who uh trust enough enough to put in the money on the difference and that's we didn't make a lot of money on that first flip by the way but it was a it was like an awesome experience i think we made like five grand a piece it was like for for all the work it was not worth it except for the education the knowledge of actually going through the first flip and getting our system or process down and uh now you got experience yeah 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 yeah, i can't yeah priceless and so but again, like and Tony Robbins says this, it's not about your resources, it's about how resourceful you are with what you have. There it goes. That's ah. 10. That's, 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 that's it. it. Uh, hold on. Hold on. That's him at 11. Hold on. Yeah. So, so that, classes, y'all. That, taught me, that taught me that lesson. Like, literally, we had no money and we, we got, you know, I had shit credit, he had good credit. Uh, but I was willing to do more work because he had a full-time job and we just found a way to, we just worked out a deal and got the, got the money. And like, we didn't have, it wasn't any of our own money. None of it was our own money. None of it was our own money. Wow. So I love it. man. I love that, man. And then yeah, also just, another, another question too, when do you think prices of home will fall back to earth? Yeah. Never. Yeah. Wow. Never. I wasn't expecting never, but damn, why, why yeah. you say that? I mean, it's the price of inflation is the cost of living. Yeah. I haven't seen cost of yeah. living. I, and, and again, you're, you're 40, Isaiah. I'm the yeah. oldest one in the room. I'm 44. Yeah. I've never seen the cost of living go down. Not even one time. If I'm yeah. wrong, you correct me right now. But I've no. never seen the cost of living, regardless of the wage that the average person makes across the United States, I've never <laughs> seen the cost of living have a decrease. It's always a 2 to 3 5% increase per year. I've never seen yes. I've never seen it. Yes, and uh, I agree with you. And that's why, even though there might be a market correction or adjustment, it will never go back to normal. What yeah. was cons- what's considered normal? I have a. Um, this is a. This is. This is. I'm leaning towards this opinion. I want to be very clear on this. Okay. I'm. What I'm about to say to you, I'm leaning towards. I, I haven't decided whether this is actually my opinion yet because I'm still researching it and listening. And but there's opinions from some really successful people that believe that eventually residential real estate will become a luxury and the average person won't be able to afford it anymore. And so um, the reason why is what's happening right now is big companies, VC companies like BlackRock. Yeah. BlackRock, and, yeah. And these, these, these companies that own 80% of the stock market. Vanguard. Vanguard, yeah. yeah. What they're doing right now is they're going through and they're purchasing a ton of residential properties. Their mission is to, is one thing, is to make it so the average American has to rent from them. Yeah. And can't afford to buy anything. And they're willing to compromise their lifestyle, having a good lifestyle in exchange for owning nothing. Yeah. So that's what's happening in the background and because that's what's happening in the background, it's going to be harder and harder and harder to purchase a home. Uh, and be, because of that, you get to the point where the cost of living out, outpaces what people are making and the cost of a home is even exceeding that pace. Yeah. So, so again, not my official opinion yet, but 
that that's what I'm that I'm leaning towards that being my opinion is that eventually someday uh, it will be it will be almost unaffordable for the average American to buy a house. Yeah. And I'm glad you said that because I did my research on that. They're saying by 2030, I believe that the projected time is 2030. Um, that because uh, there's three companies, there's Vanguard, BlackRock, and I think it's another one, right? Yeah, um, yep. And I think they're projecting them to own 60% of, of houses across America by 2030, right? Which now, it's, it's insane. But here now, which segues what I was going to say to you, so I'm glad you brought that up. How do you feel about the rent-to-own um, property project that, that a lot of companies are doing now um, or as renters, when when you rehab the project, instead of yeah. uh, wholesaling it, you rent it out with an option for the person that's renting it from you to now buy it from you as the homeowner. How do you feel about projects like that? I think those are super important. Yeah, they're very important. And, uh, you know, they're important for for in as long, my my opinion, as long as it's fair for both parties. OK, yeah, um, that. Yep. you can you can get in situations where the uh the owner has a clause in their contract where if the littlest thing goes wrong or changes or the renter messes up something or damages something or faults on a payment they lose all of the equity that they built towards the rent to own right. and i actually have seen that happen in my local market where this guy literally wow. he would go he'd get a bunch of people in rent to owns they'd be in them for a year or two and then he had some clause in the contract that they never read, and he's able to legally scam all of them out of their out of their perceived equity that they had built into. That's the balls. How you do business is a reflection yeah. of how you do life, and you That's don't really do it that way. That's yeah. absolutely So I'm so I got so I believe in those deals. I think they're very powerful. Right. But you gotta read just like anything else. So you gotta read every detail or have an attorney look at every detail of that rent to own contract before you sign it. Absolutely. That's some gems, man. That's good gems right there. That's good it. gems right there. And we didn't actually, I said, where are you from, man? I'm from us. Uh, so I, I'm in Rochester, New York, which is right outside of Buffalo. So, okay. so Bill's okay. mafia, is a, Bill's mafia is a real thing. By the way. Oh, he's in New York. Whether you like it or not, it's a real thing, but I'm actually out 45 minutes out of, uh, out in a small, small country town. We literally have the smallest post office in the country. That's how small the town <laughs> I'm from. Where you're from? Where you're from? Where I'm from? Yeah, okay. it's called Attica, New York. It's the largest prison in the largest maximum security prison in the country. Smallest mailbox. Wait, wh where, where is it called? Attica, New York. Oh, yeah. Attica. Attica. Yeah. Attica. Attica. Yeah. 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 Can you guess that we don't know about Attica because? Yeah. Of yeah. <laughs> Everybody heard of Attica. Yeah, everybody know about Attica. I, and I will never go there. So uh, if you want to come to the city, Isaiah. Yeah. Everybody know about Attica. If you want oh, to yeah. in the city. We had some breakouts, too. So, like, I live really close to the prison, and some, once in a while, somebody would break out, and it was scary. Oh, my goodness. I could imagine. Shit. I love yeah. it, man. You know, he, he's, you know, like I said, you know, I, I, pre, you know, I knew this. When Jared said you were coming on and we, you know, we we researched you, man. I said, man, this dude is going to come. If you look at, I tagged you on my Instagram post. If you read what I, this dude's going to drop some gems. Like I'm telling y'all, don't yeah. miss this episode because I knew you were going to come on and just, you know, give them the real, man. I knew it. I knew this Shout out to Jana for yeah. reaching out and connecting us, right? So, yeah, she's awesome. She's, she's awesome. Truth, use use her service. If you need to get on the podcast, you need to connect with her. 
Yeah, she's uh, the truth, man. Big, so she was she was so easy to work with. She's very yeah. communicative. Uh, yeah. Thank you for for making this happen because now and we got a brother, we got a friend. This has been the yeah. funnest, most productive, <laughs> most productive, uh, meaningful podcast I've done. Thank you, brother. That, that means a lot. Man. That really does. Man. This has been absolutely awesome. You guys are authentic. You're real. You're fun. Thank you. Uh, you, you, you're doing something you believe in. I, I fucking respect yeah. the hell out of that. So, yeah, we appreciate you for coming on. And let me, and like I tell all our guests, um, even if you never meet uh, the person that you're going to inspire, that's going to yeah. hear this podcast, that's going to watch this and be inspired from you, just know that I'm telling you, I, you, you inspired me. So, I'm telling Absolutely. you right now, I'm telling you right now that there's people that's going to, that you're going to change their yeah. lives information that you have just given in this last hour and a half and you're going to start a domino effect of people that's going to change the course of their family's trajectory man so we appreciate you for coming on and yeah i i mean that means a lot but i wouldn't have this opportunity for you guys too if it wasn't for you so thank you and uh you guys are doing the same thing so uh, let, let, let the people know where they can find you at Isaiah. Let them know where they can find yeah. you. Uh, just go to IsaiahColton.com. Uh, IsaiahColton.com. And uh, I got some awesome resources there. I got a free, it's called the Sales Acceleration Blueprint. It, it maps out how to go from zero to seven figures uh, in 12 months in the blueprint. Uh, it's a free download. Uh, so some other cool things, you can just uh, go there and check me out. Yeah, so what we're going to do, Isaiah, we, we're going to link up with you. Um, we're going to put our um, numbers. You have an um, iPhone? Uh, I actually have an iPhone and an Android, uh, okay. but I'll give you my main number. Yeah, well, <laughs> you're, you're the first person. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm a man of my own heart because I got an iPhone and Android too. So, a lot of people, <laughs> so uh, if you can put your, your your number in the private chat, we're gonna start a group chat yeah. with you, between me, you, and Jared, and then we can talk behind the scenes because we're definitely yeah. interested in making um, these things happen. Um, yeah. Okay. Yeah, number you want to get? Yeah, yeah. I already put in the private yeah. chat. I got your number, brother. And, and plus, we're gonna extend the invite. Yeah, so anytime absolutely. you're in the city, please let us know if you're in the yeah. city, man. Probably, yeah, we're bro. Get some bears, we go get something. Like, get, like, I'm probably going to be there a month. I'm going I'm to be calling you up. We're going to have some fun. <laughs> right, brother. Let's do it, man. So thank you again, brother. It's an honor. You have an invite anytime yeah. you want. Thank you to everybody in the comments and chat. Thank you for the YouTube, the LinkedIn, the Facebook family. We appreciate y'all. Yeah. Next week, y'all, we got two great guests. We got... Nan was Napoleon from the hit show Money and Violence. And then on Thursday, we got Gatano Denardi, one of the top B2B marketers in the space, coming through on Thursday. That's my That's guy. Good. And we're going to make oh. it happen, y'all. So we'll see you. Wait, 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 wait. Don't cut it off. Don't cut it off. Wait, wait, wow. wait. You're getting the most important part. Oh, I fuck with you. I was a joke with you. I, just, <laughs> I fuck with you. <laughs> I thought I was going. You're like, no, I got you. <laughs> I'm going to put the prior face up. <laughs> Listen. Um, to everybody that's listening, we, we, we appreciate y'all, but do us a favor, right? Please like, comment, and subscribe to the YouTube channel. This is what helps us grow and glow like Jared likes to start. We're growing and glowing, but it's only because of y'all. Please like it, comment, uh, and most importantly, subscribe to the channel uh, so that you, you know whenever we drop a new videos and we can continue to bring you this amazing content. Take us out. Take us home. What you know about me?